welcome to Hallmarkies Podcast. This is really exciting today. We are flinging into spring with the Spring Fling 2021 on Hallmark Channel. We are previewing these movies and also the mysteries in March and April. So it's going to be very fun. We always love doing these previews for y'all. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. Today, I have a very special guest. The first time on the podcast, we have Bree from Falling for Romance on Instagram here with us. And thank you so much, Bree, for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So why don't you introduce yourself to our audience the first time on the podcast and tell us a little bit about what you do on your Instagram. So over on Instagram, I talk about romance novels. I started reading them, actually, thanks to Hallmark, (laughs) in 2017. I was watching a film that year. I think it was Dashing Through the Snow, which is based off of a Debbie Maycomber novel. Oh, yeah. Uh And I was like, okay, I watch these movies every year, but I've never actually read a romance novel. So I went to the library because, you know, once upon a time we could physically go to the library. And I checked out um, her uh, some romance novels by her and I have not turned back since. So that's what you will mostly see over on Instagram. And I'm so thankful for Twitter. I'm not that active on there but like I get to meet and chat with all the Hallmark fans I basically set one up for Saturday night for premieres uh, so that's been a joy to kind of explore and get to know more people so that's me. yeah Hallmark Twitter people are really missing out if they're not on Twitter it is a fun place to be which you yes. can't say that about much of Twitter but it is true yes and <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of fun with the live tweeting and the and uh the you know a lot of times the stars are there live tweeting and and uh it's 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 a lot of fun and so you you found hallmark first romance novel second yes yes yeah and what did you what do you like about hallmark and then we'll talk a little bit more about the romance novels but what was what was your initial first draw to hallmark well i think that So going way back to when I was a kid, all the women in my family, I remember them being huge lifetime watchers and that was too intense for me. But I, I really realized early on how important it was to have like your thing as a woman, like they all Sunday night was watching lifetime. So as I got older, like I was, my husband and I were both active duty air force and I got us orders to come to San Antonio. So I left Georgia where I had been for seven years and we moved to Texas and I knew nobody here. And I was like, I need something. So I started watching Hallmark movies. I think I actually started in the fall. It was like fall harvest time. And I was like, these movies are beautiful. It just gave me something to do. And I was like, okay, I found my thing. (laughs) Yeah. That's how they get you. They draw you in. Yeah. Fall harvest. One movie. (laughs) Oh, Maybe four, maybe five. Oh, now I'm watching 40 Christmas movies before you know it. I think we were getting like, I think back then I might've seen like four fall harvest. And then literally the day after Halloween, Christmas movies started and they were not playing as many as they play now, but like it became my thing. I don't know. And like, I love it now because I actually get to like chat with people about it. It was kind of lonely back then, you know, so... (laughs) 
Yeah, they we were because I we just did the on friendship on uh, Christmas under wraps. Me and Elisa, because mm-hmm. she was a former lifetime person as well, and we reformed I heard. her. <laughs> yeah, we reformed her, and uh, so <laughs> so we were we were reviewing Christmas under wraps, and she uh, and we figured out that that year I think it was 2015 they had 13 movies. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So in just over five years, they've gone from. 15 to 40 yeah yeah <laughs> i mean to kill me i think that i really at this point <laughs> i remember on instagram somebody like made this template and they were like how many christmas movies have you watched and it was like at like the very beginning of december and i was like putting all these pictures of the hallmark movies i had watched up to that point and they're like you've watched that many i was like look hallmark has 40 that are coming out yes <laughs> We were getting like, one that's not on- even any repeats. <laughs> I still have more to go. I'm like, we have like one on Hallmark Channel and then we get one on Hallmark mo- Movies and Mysteries an hour later. Like, like I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. So what does your husband think you watched all these Hallmark movies? He, he knows it's my thing. At first he gave me a hard time, but he just, I think he's really interested in seeing some of like the actors he's used to transitioning over to Hallmark. Right. But it's just mm-hmm. like, he knows it's my thing and he just, you know, brings my, brings my glass of wine and keeps it moving. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that Ben Savage was a big one of those oh. kinds of c- kind of converts this, yeah. this last season. Don't you think? I like, Oh, he's, he's on Hallmark. Him. It's so exciting. Yes. Oh, and that movie was so good. It was so good. I love it. It was really him. cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Corey Matthews is on Hallmark Channel. This is oh so exciting. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> Still has the curls, the curly hair. I'm like, he's just. Yeah, he does. He looks the exact same. Well, and he was so. In that movie, he was so like upfront and like clear on his goals and purpose. There was no like enemies to lovers or like anything like that. He was just like, I want to date you. (laughs) I know. Are you interested? It was so cute. That was one of the best. I think, Oh God, that movie was so good. Like the whole family history part. I was like, I was not expecting this. (laughs) Did did you, so did you have a favorite of countdown to Christmas? You know what? Gosh, that one, it was like Jingle Bell Bride came out and I was like, okay, this is going to be tough to beat. And then the next one would come out. And then, was it Cross Country Christmas? Cross Country Christmas was the last one. Oh, yeah. And I think that that might have been, that might have been my favorite. I was like, this is the perfect way to like end it. Yeah, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. That's for sure. And uh, it ended up being per- very the biggest surprise, one of the biggest surprises of the whole group, for sure. And for me, my favorite was Delivered by Christmas was my favorite. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Last year, like 2020's Countdown to Christmas made it really difficult to have a favorite. I mean, there were some duds. There were a couple of duds, but mm-hmm. I think for the most part, like they were all really good. Like I loved Holly and Ivy, which was really oh, kind of a so tearjerker, but it was, uh, I loved Cranberry Christmas. It was beautiful. Like that, 
however they filmed it and edited it, it was beautiful. So yeah, we got lucky. Mm -hmm. Well, so, so you just fairly recently have gotten into romance novels and, and now that's what you do most on your Instagram. And how do you decide kind of what novels to read? There's so much in the romance novel, uh, genre i guess uh how how do you go about picking the books that you end up covering so i am what we in the like the reader world called a mood a mood reader i just really go off on my mood Uh there are books that i'm kind of in the mood for all the time like if it's you know light and sweet small town i probably am in the mood for it all the time (laughs) i love romantic comedies all the time so i really just kind of like read the summary and I'm like, yep, this sounds like it will be good. Sometimes you pick up books and it's like not the right time. I think timing is everything with books. So, you know, I'll haul a book, like I'll go to the bookstore and pick something up and I'm like, I really want to read this, but not right now. I'm going to save it for Christmas or I'll save it for October because it feels like it'll be a, you know, a really good fall read or something like that. So I just kind of go with my mood. (laughs) that makes sense yeah that no that's good to do i i i find it sometimes a little bit difficult to uh i don't know to find books that because uh, it's one thing to watch a movie that's our you know that's an r-rated movie it's two hours of your life you know but for for a book where i was going to be reading for a couple of weeks because i'm not like such a fast reader and i just don't have that much time i like to, i like to try chicken things relatively clean i guess when i'm picking a book and that can be challenging if it's not like from hallmark uh or you know some kind of clean publisher that can be a challenge for me uh and and it can it depends on how it's done but i don't know i find things like that can be hard make it hard yeah and i mean i love hallmark publishing the only the, the few times that i've had like kind of a messed up is if you watch some of the movies and then they have a book come out after yeah it's exactly the same as the movie so i'm like did i need to read this i don't know you know but right they, there are some amazing authors that write for hallmark publishing so i'm definitely yeah like hoping that we get more from them probably so- my favorite of all the hallmark, hallmark publishing books is probably royal christmas wish uh, uh, and I went into it not expecting it to be that great just because there's so many princess stories. But I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. And I, I thought that it was uh, a lot cl- more clever than I expected. You should try. I loved Dead End Detective by Amanda Flowers. One of the oh, mysteries. Oh, I didn't read that one. It, it came out last year. It was really good. She's a very good mystery writer. So uh-huh. that, that one's definitely worth checking out. So are you a fan of the mysteries as well as the rom-coms? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I just got into watching mysteries. I will say that. Like, I started watching uh, Picture Perfect Mysteries last, like, September, and I was Uh hooked. And I was like, okay, where's the rest of these? So I was, like, on Google, and I'm like, oh, wow, there's only, like, three movies out. So I was like, this is perfect, because I know a lot of them are, like, well into the series. So I'm like, do you jump in at any moment and you're fine? Especially Aurora Tea Garden. 
that's really the only one right now that has a lot of movies. I yeah. think they have 17. <laughs> and uh, I want to watch um, it because I'm like, this is Candace. Like, she's like the queen. <laughs> but yeah, how I need to, I, I don't want to be missing out on those small details because I haven't watched. Luckily, luckily, because I actually haven't even seen all of them, to be honest. Okay. Uh, I haven't caught up on all of them. But uh, but luckily, you don't need to in order to kind of get what's going on. But I can see why you'd want to catch up as well. Though I think they're going to have a marathon coming up pretty soon. Well, I know uh, before be. this new movie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah, the because they had Garage Sale Mysteries that was going on for a long time, but that got the axe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> the rest I think have about four, three or four. Okay. Uh, so far, so you're pretty. It's pretty easy to get caught up. Yeah, I got hooked on that, and then I got hooked on Martha's Vineyard Mysteries, which you all oh, talked yeah. in a, re- a recent episode about. Uh, shit, what's, what was the last one called? Uh, ships uh, in the night. Ships, yeah, Something like I that. love that series so much. <laughs> I'm like, where is Doctor Z? I need a new episode already. <laughs> Because I wasn't on that episode, believe it or not, I actually haven't watched it yet. Oh, you got because I wasn't it. on the recap, and I've just been so busy. But I need to get with it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, they're pretty fun. They really are, and and they're a little bit easier to kind of believe than some of the others that are a little more far fetched. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because like Aurora Tea Garden, she's a librarian. And the uh, the um, morning show mysteries. She's a morning show chef, and like, and then uh, did one with uh, matchmaker mysteries. She's a matchmaker. Like they, you're in cro- a crossword puzzle editor. Like getting involved in 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 crimes is a little more of a stretch. Yeah, I, I read a lot of cozy those. mysteries, and that's that's very on brand for cozy mysteries. You're yeah. like, how did this person become a sleuth? Like you own a, the Hannah Swenson series. I read her chocolate chip cookie murder, which I think is the first movie in that series. And I'm like, you own a bakery, Hannah. But I mean, it ended up being so good. So (laughs) yeah, but it's nice with the, with the Martha's Vineyards though, because it's just so like natural, just makes sense. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's fun. And, uh, uh, the thing that I've been struggling with 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 um thing that I've been struggling with with reading is just for some reason under quarantine you think I have want to read more, but I don't know. I feel like every time I sit down to read, I have a million distractions pulling yeah. me away, and I just feel like I can. It's so hard to get like a book finished. Yeah, I think uh, there's. I think there's that misconception that we all thought okay and now I'm gonna have all this time in the world because I'm at home all the time and yeah you really don't <laughs> yeah. yeah I my friend Esther she I don't know if you read any Regency but she uh, is a Regency romance writer and she just had a new book and it took me like I don't know like three weeks to read it i kept having to delay our interview with her because i'm like i'm sorry i haven't finished yet <laughs> it's so good it's nothing to do with the book i just i don't know it's just hard to read these days i feel like well i mean and you probably see i mean so you're a film critic so movies don't yeah. take that long to consume right but like you know 
when, when you're like with books in the bookish world, like it used to take me three weeks to read a book too. And I was fine with that because that's yeah. what I was used to. But then when you get into romance and like most of the books at the most, maybe 350 pages, I also listen to a lot of them on audio books. So if yeah. you put a book at like two times speed and it's an eight hour book, well, you can get through it in like four hours time. And as a mom, I just do laundry and wash dishes and sweep yeah. the floor and I'm I'm through it, you know, but like, I, I don't know if you ever feel like this with like, do you ever feel like you're rushing? Because I do miss those days of like, three weeks. with Yes. Because I used to do that every single year, I would read all five Jane Austen novels. That was really? a thing I did. <laughs> and, I, and I miss that I, I need to do it. But it's so hard to find the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but because that's my is probably my favorite. I love reading the classics and I love I love like Regency, yeah, Regency I, romance and novels. I'm not much of a Regency person, but I love like um, that whole like gothic trend that came because I love Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. That's one of my all time favorite books. Oh, yeah, and that's like a good one. Those like 60s and 70s covers of like the girl running away from the manor in the background. Like I collect those off of eBay. <laughs> I just I love it. <laughs> Did did you get into Bridgerton at all? I have not watched Bridgerton. I read the first book and I didn't like it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so good, but it's very spicy. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> be forewarned. <laughs> I'm excited because that show, you know, it, it seems like it's really bringing people on board with romance reading. Yeah. And I'm hoping that that opens the door for more people to like, also want to consume more romance on film so we'll see Do. all right well we have spring fling coming up and you know last year spring fling was like the last the the last batch they got us before everything went nuts yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we've come we've come the full year it's kind of crazy isn't it crazy like yeah. it was a year ago <laughs> and so let's hope this year is better than last year and that these movies are better than last year's movies my favorite last year was just my type with bethany joy in it i don't know if you saw that that one was 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 Sweating Every Weekend, was that a spring movie from last year? That was summer. That was summer? Okay. Okay. Summer, yeah. Was That that was one of your favorites last year? Yeah, that was one of my favorites. See, last year was really the first year, I think, where previous to that, I really didn't watch Hallmark after Christmas. And like last year, I needed it. I was like, what does Hallmark have on? And then they played Christmas movies in March. They gave us like two weeks yeah. of a marathon. And I was like, well, thank you for this, you know? And yeah, now I think Hallmark has made me fall in love with all the seasons because like there's something new to expect. So yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to these. I mean, it's so crazy because I remember when AMC theaters announced that they were going to be closed between, I think they said two to six weeks. And I was like, six weeks? What? <laughs> yeah, right. Do you go That's to the movies crazy. a lot? Do you go to the movies? Oh, yeah, I do. I mean, I haven't been to the theater since I went to a private screening in December. Okay. Uh, but I, I mean, I have been so busy this year between covering Sundance and all the work I do for Hallmark. And then 
uh, I had, I don't know, just, it just seems like there's just one thing after going on after another, Can I another film festival coming up this week. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So like, please. okay, I'm not a, a film critic, right? But like, uh-huh. you know, I told you my husband, he's a film student. So like, okay, I, I feel like the film world and the book world are kind of similar in certain ways. Like in the book world, literary fiction is like the top notch, right? And as a romance reader, we're constantly having to defend romance. As right. a film critic, like how did you get into reviewing you know, Hallmark and romance. Like I feel like yeah. stuff that brings women joy is like e- so easily dismissed. So like, how did you get into this? And then, I mean, that's part of the reason why I want to do it because I think it's important to have actual critical analysis in this space uh, because it is so easily kind of, uh, kind of ridiculed and criticized and, and not taken seriously. And so to have someone who does take it seriously is really important. And that's something that's always been important to me. Uh, and it just kind of happened. Uh, it was before I actually became a Rotten Tomatoes critic that the podcast started. Okay. Uh, it was in 2017. And my friend and I, well, I'd asked on my channel, Rachel's Reviews, I'd asked my, uh, if anybody wanted to talk about Anne with an E, which was on Netflix. And because uh, I love Anne Green Gables. And my friend Amber agreed and we both hated Anne with an E. <laughs> but it was terrible. And so we were like, why can we cleanse the palate? Like, oh, this is horrible. And so we decided to do a special episode on my podcast about Christmas in July and our favorite Hallmark Christmas movies. Well, it just went so well and we had really good chemistry. And, and so... And we got such a great response from it that I thought, well, maybe there's something here. And so we decided to do a couple more episodes over on my channel. And then they got, and then we decided, oh, there's such a response that we created the own, its own podcast and own channel. And it just kind of went from there. And, and then I became a, uh, a film critic on Rotten Tomatoes in 2019. Okay. So and they found my writing on animation is how they found me. And because that's kind of my other love. And I kind of just, I feel like every film critic, you have to kind of get your niche established. If people know, like you're the go-to for blank, fill in the yeah. blank. And for me, it's definitely rom-coms, holiday films, and animation. Those are sort of my three. And I guess you could maybe say Disney as a fourth. That is awesome. And- <laughs> I love and it. so yeah i'm very very proud of everything i do i mean it it definitely takes over my whole life <laughs> i have no life <laughs> there are a lot of movies <laughs> i've been watching i just started watching this show called kim's convenience okay. on netflix that is the most charming show i absolutely love it but i feel kind of like i feel like i'm kind of sneaking it on the side because it doesn't have anything to do with any of my podcasts i'm like i never watch it (laughs) right when does the film critic watch a movie for fun (laughs) never (laughs) so are you able to like take the critic hat off and just enjoy it or are you like writing reviews in your head that you don't even have to use um sometimes i am like especially if it's 
like if I know that other people in the podcasts are going to be covering it, then I don't have to take notes and it's a little more like oh, just relax. But I still I'm a, I'm an analytical person by nature, so I can't completely turn that off. Okay. But but yeah, it's a different experience when you're when you're watching it, taking notes, thinking about what questions you're going to ask and what you're you know what you're going to talk about. Uh, but but anyway, so we have Spring Fling here coming up, and we have and we have our preview that we do. And for the spring preview, we are going to be doing one to five flowers, or one to four flowers, excuse me. So uh, a one is you're not really excited about it at all. Four, very very excited. Okay. So. That's okay. how we're doing. So <laughs> don't hold back. <laughs> All right. Our first one, and we did preview this for uh, our, uh, we thought it, we previously, we did preview this in our previous ranking. Uh, our, sorry, we did preview this in our previous show uh, with Dory because uh, we thought it would, it would be included there, but it's in Spring Fling. And so it's Chasing Waterfalls, the stars Cindy Busby and Christopher Russell, who have been in films together. They were in the Love in the Forecast uh, last year, the, the Rain movie. And it's writers Jason Baroque, Tamara Junkin, and Christy Will Wolf, director Christy Will Wolf. And she's done a ton of stuff. And so photographer Amy travels to a remote lodge to find mythical waterfalls and falls for han the handsome guide, Mark. They adventure to find the mystic waterfall and discover their true feelings. And the minute I read this summary, I started to laugh because there's nothing Hallmark loves more than a photographer. Like <laughs> it is the go-to creative. If they want to make their character kind of a creative type right she's a photographer yeah <laughs> there's so many <laughs> like who knew there was such a need for photographers I throughout <laughs> such a profitable career career path no disrespect intended to photographers it's just there's just such a large number <laughs> right we are going to romanticize the heck out of it in our corner over here yeah. for hallmark <laughs> <laughs> occasionally you'll have like a designer or event planner but yeah. for the most part if you want them to be an artist they're a photographer there we go <laughs> and, this was like uh, one of but, the only ones that have like anything on youtube to watch for so i know i know they're kind of slacking on that well the behind the scenes video wasn't even from hallmark so this is definitely an acquisition this uh, I, it was made by somebody in Canada probably a while ago, but what do you think when you first read that summary? First off, I was like, miss like magical mythical waterfall. Yeah. Like, what is, what is this? <laughs> it's but not just the. It's not just the mythical waterfall. It's the mythical and mystic waterfall, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, you know what, just look like reading the summary, I, I, I have hopes because I think anything with adventure is definitely going to be a little bit loved because we've all been at home for so long. No one's really traveling. So 
off of that alone, I was a little bit excited. I will admit. Yeah. I think the adventure part of it sounds fun. And Cindy and Christopher are really nice. I like them both. They've had both had their misses. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Cindy, her accusations were rough last year. They were not my favorite. The, did you see the balloon movie? Romance in the air? Yeah, you liked it? You're a big fan? You didn't like it, Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it was... that down. It's like, I loved Cindy in Romance in the Air. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love that. No, it was not my favorite. Okay. <laughs> but... Uh, but I like the i the idea of, of balloons. But yeah, I I thought the whole thing where they're just like switching partners at the last minute was so strange. Yeah, where they're like, here, you can be with my friend now. <laughs> I give you permission. <laughs> well, so like Mark was was his name? What's his name? Mark Christopher and- Russell playing Mark. Okay, handsome so- guide. So Mark and is her name Amy? I like wrote her name down. Amy. Yeah. Amy. So Mark. And, so like, what I'm excited is like anytime that the characters are working together for something. So like, he's the guide and she's looking. She's a photographer, or whatever. I think that like the adventure part, like looking for the waterfall, is going to be like the fun part. But then them working together just like forces them that forced proximity. I love that in romance. So yeah, I'm just like. That's going to be where we see all of the fillings developed and all the things. And the the clip that we had, the film looks like it's going to be beautiful. So, And I think Hunky Adventurer is like the sweet spot for Christopher Russell. Yes. Yes. What was that? Uh, he was in... Oh my gosh, Nature of Love. Did you like yeah. did you like that one, Rachel? I, I for the most part did like it. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking that when I saw that he was in this one. I was like, he just does this like outdoorsy guy so well. Yeah. No, that's his I think he's better at that than when he's trying to play like slick yeah. kind of business, you know, Mr. Business kind of characters. I think he's better at the at the uh kind of more hunky, hunky guy kind of. Okay, so characters. I shouldn't feel bad then because, like, do you ever feel like there are roles that certain Hallmark actresses, like, okay, you're really good at the nice girl, but, like, oh, when you're playing a snobby girl, it doesn't work that well? <laughs> or vice versa. No, absolutely. I mean, let's face it. These these movies are built on archetypes. They're built on tropes and how well those tropes are executed. And so you're going to have you're going to have different actors who fit certain archetypes better. That's just the reality of the situation. And so, yeah, no, I think that that's definitely very true. And you do have those actors that seem to be able to go in and out very well of the different archetypes. Like uh, I think Kimberly Susted is one who can seem to play the, the, the more sassy characters and the sweeter characters like very well. And, uh, I mean, you have ones that, I don't know, like, I feel like someone like Lacey Chabert needs to be very careful because when she plays a sincere, sweet character, she nails it. Like last year, pretty much all of her roles, very good. Uh, But when she tries to play, 
I don't know, like a little bit more unlikable character, it really backfires. Like I really did not like her Valentine's movie. It was like my secret Valentine my or whatever. Valentine? With Aunt <laughs> Rachel. No, I, I really that disliked movie. that movie. <laughs> I'm like, why is she being so mean to him? He's just he been was. nice to her the entire day. And she's like, oh, this annoying guy at work. And I'm like, what is wrong? And the whole time, it's the guy that she's being mean to is who she's yeah. like writing letters back to. And there was no reason for her to be so mean because he'd been so nice to her. And so that's why she irritated me. And so that she's someone I think has to be very careful about uh, about her roles that she takes. I also, I mean, for the most part, I think Jen Lilly has done a good job picking she's, roles. She's the one that I was thinking of. Yeah, but... She has had some misses. I really did not like Snow Kissed. Recently. That was awful. It was it was awful. It was. I took me three times to watch it. I thought it was just. Ugh. And, and I think I, it just was like she's such a when she's in a sweeter role, she's so good. I didn't yeah. like the whole like my husband's from New York, so I kind of get it. Like, no offense to New Yorkers, but like. New York has everything, right? So, like, what else do you need to know but New York? But, like, that whole attitude of, like, I'm a New Yorker. It just, she did not. Yeah, it was well, and not she was, like, her. Mrs. Corrector the whole time. That was, like, her character was, like, sorry, you said that wrong. And, oh, that was wrong. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, go away. But, uh, so, I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing. But Christopher Russell, he's very good at that kind of archetype yeah. of, like, the suave very hunky kind of uh kind of guy and so this one i'm gonna give it um i'm gonna give it two flowers and i hope that it surprised me yes just because cindy's last few movies have not been my favorite the acquisitions and but i really like christy wolf and i I think it'll I hope it'll be good but yeah I'm like right in the middle on it but I'm gonna give it two what about you two out of two out of four well I was gonna say three <laughs> okay no this that's perfectly good okay good we just want to take a break from the show just to have a little check-in before we go on in the show so we actually want to talk about our sponsor for this week um better help uh, in 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about your mental health, about your happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It can make us sick and therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now. Maybe you need some tools to help. Maybe you've got stress, insecurity, problems in your relationship, um, are not dealing well with things going on in your life. And that's what therapy can be. And whatever you need, don't be ashamed because normal humans struggle and they start to feel better and that's okay. It's good to start to feel better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers you video, phone, or a live chat session with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. The good thing is BetterHelp is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you. 
because you are your greatest asset. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Hallmarkies Podcasts. And listeners can get 10% off of their first month of better at betterhelp.com slash Hallmarkies. That's betterhelp.com slash Hallmarkies. All right. Next one we have Don't Go Breaking My Heart. And you almost want to start singing as soon as you hear that title, right? Yeah. Don't go breaking my heart. Uh, this is Italia Ricci, Ryan Pavey, Michael. I mean, sorry. This is Italia Ricci, Ryan Pavey, and Matthew James Dowden. And it's writer Nina Wyman, who we love. Yeah. And director Terry Ingram, who was our favorite director last year in the podcast, Hallmarkies Podcast Awards. And Nina was our favorite writer last two years running. And so that alone piques my interest. And we have Miranda runs a boot camp for the recently brokenhearted. She begins to form a connection with new client Ben, who is also an undercover reporter investigating whether her boot camp is a fad or a phenomenon. You got to love these undercover reporters in these days where there's like... (laughs) Where all where all the newspapers are severely understaffed, where they're like, we're going to send you to <laughs> to, to investigate this. this bridal boot camp, <laughs> or just the, like some would have the mentality of like, we need to do real news. This is beneath us. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I mean, shout out to Nina because I think I followed her because of the podcast, like retweeting something or something on Twitter. And I was like, I need to start following the writers. So, and I've, I've watched a couple now that I know she has written and uh-huh. she's becoming a favorite. She's yeah. good. She is incredible. And she was actually our very first interview we ever did on the podcast way back in 2017. Uh, we interviewed her. And so it became kind of a thing. I feel like our podcast is known for of that we kind of celebrate the writers and that, and I love that. And uh, so, yeah. And this has Matthew James Dowden as sporting, probably the wrong guy I'm guessing. Uh, and he is, he's one of my favorite interviews we've ever done. He is so funny and so interesting. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that interview, I highly recommend it. He uh, he's had like three or four different careers and he was a magician and a lawyer and, now he's an actor and he's just really great. <laughs> so I hope he'll eventually get the lead role because yeah. he's been he's been the wrong guy a lot. And I hope that he gets the lead role because he's so fun. But uh but yeah, what do you think about this idea of the bridal boot camp? Well or the boot camp for the recently <laughs> brokenhearted, excuse me. I okay, so I'll be honest, I get a little nervous with reporters in the movies because what I have kind of noticed a trend is like the reporter goes on site for this story and they may be on the same page as their boss or they may not but like the boss is always like in the background trying to sway the story and then the boss does something and that like that's the conflict like they've you know they realize they have feelings something's growing the boss is adamant about you need to do this and you can get the promotion (laughs) and then the story is sent the boss changes it posts it and now there's a conflict and I'm like I don't want to see that anymore so I'm hoping that's not what this is but I'm what I'm like excited for is like and I I don't maybe you're seeing this in movies a lot too but like dating culture of like present day is really kind of Uh in 
pop culture now. Like I'm seeing it in a lot of like romance novels and stuff like dating apps and stuff like that. But you don't actually see anything about what happens when things don't work out. So yeah. I'm excited actually about the like broken hearted boot camp. Yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. So you have Ryan Pavey playing the reporter, which is interesting. It's not one. Of, it's not the female character; it's the male character. Yeah, and uh, he's usually, I think, best playing. He's the opposite of Christopher Russell. Like he's the best playing your sort of Mister Darcy archetypes, really kind of you know professional and suave and charming and, and uh, that kind of a kind of a an appeal. Yeah, so seeing him be in this boot camp is going to be a little different, but but yeah, I think it sounds pretty good. I'm going to give it three out of four flowers. Yeah, I'm going to give it three too, just because the actress is Italia. I haven't seen this is only like her fourth Hallmark movie. I want to see more of her. Like I don't, I don't really know what to expect. But Ryan Pavey, I mean. He's amazing. A timeless Christmas was like made for him. <laughs> yeah, I think that her best was that. I think it was called To Rome with Love, I think is what it was called. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was really good. I like that. Or she played the, uh, again, I think she she played actress playing a, and it was the, it was kind of a take on Roman holiday, sort of an homage. That was that was that a good one, one was beautiful. Did you like Love in Winter? Love in Winter Wonder Winterland Winterland. <laughs> I didn't like that one. You didn't like that no, one. No, I mean the that one's that was the dating reality show, right? Yeah, yeah, the dating reality show where they don't have a single piece of lighting, <laughs> not a single sound equipment, nothing. <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> this is supposed to be a nationally syndicated show. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have a single piece of lighting. It was too much. It was yeah. too much. Uh, plus, I thought that C- CMM was kind of a jerk in that movie. Yeah. So that one wasn't my favorite. I thought that Winterfest was not the best. Not that bad. Yeah. Love and Rome, like you said. I Last think That one, Love and Rome, was like really good. So hopefully, you know, this one kind of gives her a comeback. I just, I want to see more of her. I don't know how I feel about her just yet. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it'll be uh, it'll be good. So, all right, next one we have one perfect wedding. So this is our uh, end of our little trilogy of the one winter movies, and now this is in summer. One perfect wedding: Taylor Cole, Jack Turner, Rakia Bernard, Deshane Williams. We love all of these. I think it's directed by Gary Yates, who's done all of them, and. It's with Kara leaving an international, sorry, with Kara leaving on an international book tour in two weeks and Ben's business expansions keep keeping him busy. The couple decides they won't let work commitments postpone their nuptials any longer. So they book the Clara Lake Chalet and head back to where their romance began for a small intimate wedding with friends and family just 10 days away with the help of their best friends, Megan and Sean, Kara and Ben feel nothing can stop them from having the perfect wedding. And so I loved both of the previous two films. I thought they were great. One winter wedding and one winter proposal. So good. I love both couples so much. And 
I'm normally not the biggest wedding movie person because I don't like Bridezilla's and that whole thing. It can get really selfish really quick. Yeah. But this, I trust these characters, and I, you know, I love Taylor Cole. I love Ricky Bernard. I the the whole thing. So I'm very excited. This one's getting four flowers for me. You know, I think I'm going to give this one four flowers as well because we already know the characters. Yeah. It's nothing new. I think wedding movies can be so difficult to play off, which I personally saw in a previous wedding film that was that premiered in 2021. But being so, we don't have to worry about them getting to know each other on top of like the wedding planning and all of that. Like you you take out all those extra layers. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I think so too. Very excited. All right. Next, we have As Luck Would Have It. And this is Joanna Garcia Swisher. And, and this is Joanna Garcia Swisher. And uh, shoot, I just lost. So this is Joanna Garcia Swisher and Alan Leach. And directed by Claire Niederprome and written by Christine Conrad and Audrey Shulman. And it is Lindsay travels to Ireland to acquire land that is perfect for a resort. She decides to enter the town's world-renowned matchmaking festival to prove her investment in the community and win over handsome, the handsome local. This was filmed in Ireland. And at first I was pretty skeptical of Claire Needham because I absolutely hated her version of little women. Oh, <laughs> <that> she did. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I have to say her career with Hallmark has been pretty, pretty good. Uh, she's had a pretty good run with Hallmark. Uh, she's done uh, the, um, Oh gosh, where director? Sorry. So she has done the Christmas bow, which was one of my favorites the last year. Uh, she did uh, Holiday for Heroes, which was good. Uh, Love Fallen Order was fun, uh, and so she's had a pretty good run of Hallmark movies. So that gives me confidence. I love, I uh, I love Joanna Garcia. Uh, I mean, big was a big Reba fan. And so, and I've been, I was a huge Sweet Magnolias fan last year. Yeah. Can't wait for season two. <laughs> so that's big. And I think this plot sounds really cute of uh, her being in this matchmaking festival. And Alan Leach, huge Downton Abbey fan. So all those things make me very excited. I mean, this. throwing it back even further, I was like, she was in Are You Afraid of the Dark on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. <laughs> <coughs> I love it. Yeah. I'm really excited about this one. I think I might also give this one four flowers. So what's keeping it from being five flowers for you? Well, there's only four. Oh, four. Okay. So four, four is our yeah. top. So okay. this top. This is top okay. flowers. That, so yeah. that's, it's like checking off all the flower qualifications for you. It really is. I mean, it's got proven talent. It's got a great cast. It's shot in Ireland. And it sounds like a charming story in this matchmaking festival. So I don't know. I'm pretty, pretty pumped about pretty it. Pumped. So I'm, I'm going to give it three flowers, Uh huh. but I'm hoping to be 
you know, swept off yeah. my feet and like excited. I have a lot of hopes because it is a destination movie. It's it's set in Ireland. I love uh-huh. when a character is like going to purchase some new land or they inherited something. She wants to turn it into a resort. So I know that's going to cause some tension. Um, and then the matchmaking element sounds like it's going to be fun. So I'm excited for this one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last one in this set is uh, the last one in the set is right in front of me. Is what it's called uh, and stars Janelle Parrish and Marco Grazzini. And of course, Janelle was in Holly and Ivy, which was so good. And then Marco Grazzini was in Lone Star Christmas. And he was very swoon worthy in that over on Lifetime. And so that put him on my radar and this is directed by Linda Lisa Hader, who we love. She did the Christmas Nevergreen movie last year and also did Chris- Cranberry Christmas. Oh, two uh, so, of my favorites. I know. I loved those. <laughs> oh, that Christmas in Evergreen was like topping on the cake. I love that series. And then it's written by Julie Sherman Wolf, who is one of our favorites. And we love her. And so that it's, it's got a lot of check, check, check. Okay. Uh, but the plot, Carly gets a second chance at romance with her college crush, but isn't sure how to impress him until her new friend, Nick, starts giving her advice. Soon she learns who the right man for her really is. And the thing I think that sounds interesting about this is that I think I th- I'm guessing that the new friend is going to be the actual love interest. Yeah. That's what in I'm the thinking. end to this, you know, kind of a Cyrano type thing. And, and I, you know, the, usually when you meet the old, the high school love, high school boyfriend kind of a thing or college crush, that's usually who you end up with in these movies. But here, I don't think that's going to be the case. So that's going to be good. And uh, I I think that I can just picture Marco Guzzini being really smooth, yeah, and charming, and so that makes me excited. So I'm pretty excited about this. What about you? So this one, I'm giving four flowers to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so like it, it's kind of like with the My Secret, Secret Valentine, like you're getting to know somebody that you already know but you don't know that you're getting to know them kind of thing. Like that's how I feel about this one. Like you're going to realize that your person is the person that's giving you advice to get another person. And I just think it's going to be really sweet. So. And hopefully she won't be all mean about them. Like they are in secret Valentine. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Except the mean part. Right. (laughs) That's right. I agree. Four flowers. I'm very looking forward to it. So I have high expectations for this season. I think it's a good, especially the four that are actual Hallmark movies. Chasing Waterfalls is is an acquisition, so it's not going to be on the same quality for the most part. Although there are some good acquisitions, like... um, uh, like I loved for Lifetime Channel, I loved Christmas Perfection a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen that, no, but I it's haven't. absolutely hilarious. It's another one set in Ireland. Well, she wakes up in her Irish Christmas village <laughs> with like the perfect Christmas. It's so good. I loved it. It was so funny, and I like these ones a lot of times that can bring in a little of that humor. Okay, 
And that's some of my favorites. Anyway, all right, let's move on real quick to the mystery. So we have Aurora Tea Garden, How to Con a Con. Pretty good title. I love it. Yeah. And of course, the stars CCB, Mary Lou Henner, Niall Mater, uh, director Tony Dean Smith, and writer Tina Booth. And it's when Aida Tea Garden's real estate client is found murdered, her sleuthing daughter Aurora sets out with her fiance Nick and the real murders club to solve the murder so this one they have uh they have aida pretty big on the on the poster so our friend mary lou henner uh who uh, is really great i think she's gonna have a pretty big role in this one yeah she was like like she did not seem into it like ro we're not doing this and i was like yeah right I mean, I would be upset. I mean, I have never seen a dead body in my life. And you think of how many Aurora has seen at this yeah. point of how many people she knows that have ended up dead. <laughs> and isn't it like most of these cozy mysteries, they take place in these really small, beautiful <laughs> little towns. Yeah. And you're like, wow, the small towns are like obviously pretty dangerous. <laughs> I mean, I frankly, I would not be a member of the Real Murders Club. I think it's 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 bad omens. <laughs> It's just, it's not good. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do it. But I do think this sounds fun. We're getting closer to the wedding. So that's fun. And so I'm going to give this three flowers. Yeah, I'm going to give it three flowers just because I have not watched any of the other movies. <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> but I'm going to watch All this right. one and then we'll just have to oh, backtrack. <laughs> okay, then we have Mystery 101 Killer Timing. Ooh. And this stars Jill Wagner, Christopher Ploa, Preston Vanderslyth, and new to the cast is Aaron Cahill as an investigator. And we love Aaron Cahill on the podcast. Of course we do. She's a delight. And so that's going to be a fun group together. I wish I could be on that set. Uh-huh. <laughs> fun with those, that, that group. Uh, really good. And the plot is... An escaped serial killer and an attempt on Travis's life make their most dangerous case yet as Amy and Travis team up with his FBI agent X to find the connection before it's too late. So you haven't seen any of these either, correct? No, girl, but it's getting four flowers because I love Joe Wagner and I love Aaron Cahill and the clip that you sent me, I was like, this could easily turn into how dramatic can we be because Aaron Cahill plays like his ex-wife, right? Yeah. yeah but yeah. she's like this super bad, super bad, but FBI agent. And she, like, it seems more like two women that are just like, Hey girl, y'all seem good together. Like keep, keep it going. So yeah. I'm excited. Me too. I am very looking forward to it. They've all been really good. And Jill and Christopher have such nice chemistry that it just works together with them, whether they're figuring out the case or, or it's more about their relationship kind of building. I think that's, that really works. And so I will agree with you. Give it four flowers. Yay. So there we go. We did it. We previewed <laughs> the spring fling coverage. And so let us know what your flower rating is for all of these films. We would love to hear in the comment section and uh, and so, Brie, where can people find you and all of your content? I am most active over on Instagram at Falling for Romance. And in my bio, I have a link tree where you can find 
all the other places that you can find me. So that's the best place. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So make sure to check that out. And make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you are listening or watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and we are going to be having for our, our patron watch along this month. We are going to be having Paul Campbell as our guest, oh which is going to be incredible. We still have a date to announce that, but we're going to be watching Surprised by Love. <clears throat> so if you're interested, make sure to check out our Patreon. This will be a, a really great chance for you to ask Paul any questions about the movie and have a really cool experience. And so that's what we give you every month with our Patreon. And it's only $2 a month to participate. Uh, so check that out in the uh the patreon we have the link in the description and then we also have our merch store which has tons of fun hallmark inspired designs and so check that out and thanks so much brie this was great to meet you and to have you here on the show we really appreciate it thank you for having me i love what you ladies do so keep it up thanks so much and uh yeah we'll definitely definitely have to have you back on and uh thanks so much everybody we'll talk to you all later bye bye